and welcome back to the Fantasy Football Hangover Season 3, Episode 1. We are looking at the best and worst kits for the new season, getting our heads around the blanks, digging into your correspondence and predicting the entire season wholly accurately. Let's go! Right, welcome back to the Fantasy Football Hangover, ahead of the new season 2020-2021. This week I am joined by my brother, Robert Clark. Hello, Dad. <laughs> How are you today, Rob? Yeah, good. I am very good. We're back properly, aren't we? We've done our mini-episodes, loosened ourselves up, and we are, what are we, four days to go? It's Tuesday today, is it four days? Yeah, four days to the big kickoff. It's exciting. Yeah. yeah, it is. We should say for the listeners as well, Will Nichols is not with us. He is house hunting in the Bahamas. Yeah, he's making the most of that stamp duty holiday, isn't he? He sent us a few thoughts by um, notes, so you will be hearing for him through the episode. Um, so thanks everyone for listening, and we should do a little shout out. If you like the show today, please um, rate and review us on Apple or some of the good podcast providers. Um, in a moment, we'll get into our tips, and then we'll do a little best of worst of is back. We'll be doing some predictions from where we think teams might finish this season. Uh, we'll have a little update on last season toddlers, back with our leagues, and then look forward to game week one. Are you excited, yeah, Rob? Looking forward to this. This is one of my favourite best of worst of. We do it every season. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to getting into that. Yeah, do you know what? There's some really good material in it. But shall we go straight into our tips? So, first up, we're going to hear from William remotely. Uh, now, Rob, what are your bettings that Will will do it within the allotted 20 seconds he has? Yeah, he'll, he'll do it. I reckon he'll be generous and do it on about 18 seconds. Yeah, he's, he's not going to to plan it, pre record it. Yeah. Yeah, let's hear what Will had to say then. Go well. Hey guys, my first tip for 6 and 60 this week is fixture proof himself, Callum Wilson, newly signed at Newcastle, and he has an amazing record against West Ham, seven goals in his last eight games against the Hammers, so get him in. And following on from that, it's Ryan Fraser, loves to set up Callum Wilson, West Ham are rubbish, Newcastle have made some excellent signings, who knows what can happen. Goodbye. Okay, Rob, you've got no time. Go. Oh, all right. Okay, so I'm going for a banker that you all must have. Bruno Fernandes, Man United, 10.5 million set pieces, penalties. Not playing game week one, but you need him rest of the season. And my punt is Adam Lallana at Brighton, 7 million. I've just got a feeling he's going to have a good run and be a solid mid-price bet. Go oh, with My banker is a Bamiang midfielder, 12 million. Great start. Can't stop scoring. Five goals at Wembley in these last few games and two in a friendly against Villa the other day. And my punt is also Callum Wilson, fixture proof. Recently announced oh. for 5 million. Newcastle good. Well done. We managed to squeeze them in. No thanks to William. <laughs> yes. Very, it sounded very relaxed there, didn't he? He did. Do you know what? I wondered if... 
he might have been in dream time at that moment. Yeah. So listeners who aren't aware of dream time, uh, Will's uh, former fiance, now wife, is uh, renowned for sleeping in. And Will has a period uh, of the day every weekend, which can range from half an hour to four or five hours, which is to himself. And he fills it with wrestling, um, making pubescent dream isn't it like sleeping into a pm is something i haven't done since a teenager and watching wrestling for hours on end is something i haven't done since i was a teenager but we'll, we'll try and bring that back when will's back from his house hunting um because it is great it's always he, was, he was a little whispery there wasn't he like he yeah was I, I mean that's that is big going for two brand new signings for a, cl- a club as inconsistent as newcastle it's pretty true. bold I, I mean, I because fixture proof. Obviously, you know I'm a big fan of Callum Wilson. Um, yeah. And when he signed with Fraser, um, I was very tempted, and I did a little bit of research. They yeah. um, only one partnership in history of the Premier League has combined more often than Callum Wilson and Ryan Fraser, who in uh, I think it was just seventy no eighteen nineteen combined twelve times to each other. Yeah. So only Shearer and Sutton when they won the league in ninety four ninety five. Have done right. it thirteen. Yeah, I think they're both really good signings. I, I, I'd be happy if they came to to my club, definitely. And I think Callum Wilson has a great record against West Ham. I think he scored eight in seven or something against West Ham. So yeah. he'll I imagine he'll be starting. Ryan Fraser, I don't know if he'll be starting because he didn't play much last season. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a super sub. Yeah, that's a good point. But when they do add him in, and they've got Saint Maxim and Almiron. Yeah. They just got pace all through the midfield and, and a finisher up top. So it could be really good news for, for Newcastle. Yeah, I think they do. And I think you're um, a Bamiyan. I'm, I'm scared of a Bamiyan because I signed him at the end of last season. He kind of turned my season on its head. I just got him for that run of four games where he did nothing. I think he had a double game where he got three points or something. But their fi- Arsenal's fixtures, and I'm sure you're aware, Rich, Fulham, West Ham, Liverpool and Sheffield United, that's a pretty decent run. And are you going to, I mean, again, we'll get into it more later, but are you going to get any anyone in who doesn't play game week one? Man City, Man United, Villa or Burnley? No, not currently planning to. I think I've, I'll have the option that Aubameyang has got so much money tied up in him and I've got Salah in my squad that if I do feel compelled to bring in KDB or Sterling, I can go that way. And at the moment, I've got Kai Havertz in my midfield. He's 8.5. But I could switch him to one. He's the he's the German midfielder that Chelsea have signed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's got a he's got an amazing record in the Bundesliga, and he just seems to be able to do everything. And uh, yeah, he could genuinely be like new Balak for them. He he looks. Okay. Like, I, it's, I don't know. It's always a bit of a punt on the a signing from Europe, particularly. Yeah. Europe. They sometimes take a while to settle in, don't they? But exactly. But I could switch him for. Um, Rashford potentially or Greenwood yeah yeah there's a lot of talk about that being a good shout so can we get on to my favourite part can we look at best of worst of Yeah, absolutely. So this week in Best of Worst Of, which we do every season, we're looking at kits. Obviously, all the kits for the new season have been released, including the Man United third kit today, I think, because Will sent it through. Um, so, Rob, what, what, have you, what have you enjoyed from what you've seen of the new kits? 
Well, yeah, I mean, as you know, I'm a big fan of the, uh, the Ars- is it the Arsenal third kit? I think it might be the away one. The away, is it just standard away? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a lovely kit. It's kind of, you described it really well. What do you say, like Raspberry Ripple with um, kind of horror horror film or something? Wasn't yeah, it? slasher movie. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great kit. Um, let's have a look. I did find all of these earlier, and now they've disappeared. Which it's is um, the that effect is supposed to represent the marble halls at Highbury. So obviously, Highbury is famous for the marble halls. So it's the marble effect, and the red current colour is the uh, first and last kit Arsenal wore at Highbury. So Adidas yeah. are really tapping into that nostalgia kind of vibe. But it's cool. Yeah. I like it. I think it's a really nice kit. I got a good. It's got. It's one of those you could kind of wear without it looking too obviously like a football top. But um, yeah, I think I think Arsenal have done really well there. The other one I'm a big fan of is my very own club, Crystal Palace. I think they've got a great new kit. Um, and then beyond that, I think there's. Um, I mean, Everton's kit. I'm not a big fan of, but it's good seeing Hummel back. That's just that's just old school. Like those, that's proper throwback, isn't it? Love that logo. I think it's a great logo. Um, did you have any that you, you're a big fan of Premier League kits? Um, I did, yeah. Have you seen the Liverpool one? Um, uh, yes. Um, uh, it's just, well, it's very, very classic, obviously, as all Liverpool kits are, which is the, the red, but they've just added like a, a green with the white trim. I just thought, yeah, yeah I, really, I really like that. And I liked Brighton's home one as well, um, which is proper retro. It looks like a a twin, you know, it's got the, the, the collar, like a 20s sort of footballer shirt. Yeah. Like Stanley Matthews vibe on it, isn't it? That, um, that Nike? That is Nike, yeah. Yeah, done well there. Uh, uh, what do you think, it's quite controversial, what do you think of the Wolves away kit? Oh, I hate it. It was, it was right at the very top of my worst list. It's appalling. It's kind of abysmal. If anyone that hasn't seen it, it's kind of, it, it's... The, the black Adidas stripes and a little bit of orange and black, but then the, the body of the T-shirt is just like someone's vomited sky <laughs> onto, onto the top. It's like white clouds and blue sky. I kind of like how outrageous it is, but it's going to be a difficult one for the slightly overweight football fan to pull off, isn't it? It's bizarre. If you sort of cover up the horrible blue paint mess of it, it looks a little bit like an old Germany shirt which I don't, I don't mind, but everything below the collar, I absolutely hate. I think it's, I think it's terrible. Did you see, um, the other one I really disliked as well is Man City's, well, actually both Manchester clubs, new home shirts, which is yeah. taken like the really classic and then done something to absolutely ruin it. So in City's case, they've taken the blue and created this, what is called a mosaic effect. It's you know, shattered into little different sized pieces. But it just okay. looks like you're looking at the bottom of a swimming pool. Awful. Yeah. And then United have taken the classic red um, and then just uh, combined it with a TFL bus seat. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the Man City third kit? Have you seen that? Oh, yes. A big fan. Yeah, so the kind of paisley, almost, yeah, it's kind of like a pale pink body and then a sort of blue, various shades of blue paisley. I think that's good. Yeah. A Battle V-neck on it. Oh, that's a smart kit. It's a uh, really trippy, sort of hippie vibe, isn't it? It's I almost think like the Awakens. Big punt, but I'll tell you which one I'm not a fan of in the Awakens. West Brom's. Have you seen West Brom's? Oh, 
<laughs> that two away kits just reek of relegation. They just but, look like those kind of kits that just don't belong in the Premier League. Just green and yellow stripes and then yellow and red stripes. It's just... Well, it's that barcode effect they've created as well that we mentioned on the, the West Brom mini episode. It's... It, yeah. The home one isn't too bad, but you're right. That, that red and yellow one particularly, it's just, wow. I mean, I don't even know how it's going to work on camera. It'll almost be like, you can't see how, which way your eye's going to go. It's pretty offensive. But I, um, I tell you what I do, I'm a big fan of, I'm going to, I'm going to show you this now because it's, uh, I really like this. Um, I don't know if you saw it in any of the Nations League games, but the, um, the France men's away kit is so good. I haven't seen the French one. Where is it? There you go. There she is. Oh, nice. Yeah, I do yeah. like that. That's very that good. White body with kind of little red Nike swoosh, little red France logo, and then just kind of navy blue. It's inspired by French art, apparently. It's kind of, yeah, I don't know. It's not flex, but just almost like flicks of a paintbrush. Yeah, I think that's a really nice top. Yeah, I, agree. I like it. There's something different as well. I haven't seen a design like that before. Yeah. Um, on national kits, actually, have you, have you seen England's new shirt? Yeah, vaguely. I don't, I've not sort of paid much attention to it, but just from seeing it's, your social media page. Yeah, it's very, very plain. So the, the three lines move to the centre, which I, I don't have any problem with. I've got very happy memories of Euro 96, but it's just got this sort of, round collar and incredibly plain um sort of body but okay it, what it, it screams out to me is a bit like it's the the tk max pajama version of a proper kit <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just so little going on on it they yeah it, i think it, they're guilty of that as well and they have been for the last few seasons they really they really get any attention for their kits don't they they don't know. And we picked up on their third kit, was it, last season, which had the sort of skyline embossed on the background. I don't think they really played in it very much, but it, that was a particularly bad one. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I don't know. Who do you, uh, Liverpool have got a pretty good third kit, a kind of turquoise number with a weird sort of background pattern there. And, but yeah, there's def- I think they are in a great place at the moment, football kits. Adidas and Nike seem to be bossing it. It's great okay. to see Hummel back. Yeah, it's great. There's some nice kits uh, for European clubs as well. I don't know if you've seen um, Borussia Dortmund's. No, I haven't. No. So obviously, they're very famously the the bright yellow and black. Oh, yeah, yeah. They create this sort of... Um, there's a Pokemon character that looks just like it. I don't think it's Pikachu, but I know my kids... There's definitely one they've got that looks like... I'll try and look it up and post it, but it's sort of like a... Uh, a triangular, jagged, almost lightning-type effect going diagonally across the yellow kit in black. It's pretty yeah. daring. I like that one a lot. That's a Puma one. Would you Would you wear a football shirt? What, outside of a game? Yeah. Um, no, I'm not really cool enough to do it on the hipster tip, and I don't really care enough to do it on the... Um, I'm going to risk abuse walking down the street. Actually, there's, yeah. there's one kit I saw that I might. I don't know if you've seen Clapton FC's. No. Of Clapton FC's away kit. So they've got this sort of relationship with the Spanish Civil War. Any Clapton fans listening, apologies, because I don't really know all the facts on this. But um, 
they've said they I'll look it up for you Rob but they they've created this this kit that is yeah inspired by the Spanish Civil War and that I mean it's so cool that I would be tempted to wear it normally but generally yeah I kind of think oh, I'll get I'll get that shirt I like it and then I just think I'm just gonna look like an idiot unless you're playing five aside oh wow that's that's great love that that's proper retro isn't it yeah and kind of mid 80 yeah that's really nice lots of cards we'll 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 um do yeah, some sort of carousel on back by socials for these yeah that's good yeah that's, yeah we will because obviously the, the the visual element of the medium is slightly lacking with us talking about it <laughs> so <laughs> So yeah, so there's there's lots lots to look at, and of course you know do write in, contact us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Let us know your thoughts. Get in touch on FF Hangover on Twitter and on Fantasy Football Hangover on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Um, which might actually nicely lead us into correspondence because we did have some correspondence regarding football kits. We had a a message from a a young man called Jamie Carter, who is a Chelsea fan and is absolutely appalled at Chelsea's new third kit. So I'm sure sure you as a Palace fan, have you seen this one, Rob? Yeah, they they revealed it this week, is that right? Yes, that's it, yeah. It's basically Palace's kit but the red is a slightly more orange version. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a Nike one. It's supposed to be inspired by the 1990s Ultramarine Air Max, apparently. Um, yeah. and they posted it out with the hashtag It's a Chelsea thing, um, to which the Crystal Palace official Twitter account replied with the hashtag It's not though, is it? Which I thought, <laughs> which I thought was very good. That is good. Yeah, it's... Um... I mean, I get it, you know, that it owns a certain colour, do they? But it does look very Palace. Yes. I'm sure there'll be a good few chants made up about it when Chelsea and Palace play, if fans are allowed in by then, of course. Yeah, of course, that's a little way off. Did, did you have any other correspondence, Rob? Yeah, our friend Neil Perini got in touch. Oh, yeah. of, of quizzes, of football-based quizzes, in front of the show. And he had a question for you, actually, Rich, about Arsenal's left side. Mm. Um, if Neil Tierney will start if so will he likely be more of a kind of midfielder wing back outside of back three or has Saka got a chance of making it into the team I think they're two players a lot of people are looking at particularly Saka because he's only 5.5 million and with Arsenal's fixtures so have you got any inside knowledge on that Rich? Not massive I mean Tierney is a nailed on starter so if you're looking for that 100%. 100%. But, and we Arsenal bought in two, well, they bought in Pablo Mari, who's injured, but they just bought in Gabriel, who's a left-sided centre-back, who I think will end up playing. And William Saliba, signed two years ago, but was on loan at San Etienne last season. He's back and in first team. So, is Saliba a centre-back or a wing-back? He's a, he's a centre-back and so is Gabriel. But I think they'll both be eased in a bit. So I think Arteta, I think he wants to play a four at the back with Arsenal but he hasn't got the quality of centre-backs that allows him to do it so I think we'll stick with a three which I think will mean Tierney will play left wing back some games but left sided centre-back some games as well 
Okay. Saka has been brilliant and he's been good pre-season. Um, and he's, his form makes it very hard to leave him out. But Williams signed and I would think will go straight into the team. About yeah. he's nailed on starter. And then it's very hard to leave Pepe, a £72 million player, on the bench. So yeah. I feel like Sanya's going to get appearances. He'll get minutes most games, I would think. And the yeah. other part, but it'll be like a starter left wing back one week. Maybe he'll come in central midfield another week and then he'll play on the right of a three another week. So I don't think he'll lose value. I don't think he provides a risk and his potential for attacking returns is right. really strong. So as lo- if you have him in your squad, I think I don't think it's a risk. There's not many midfielders at that 5.5 bracket who you think are going to shoot him. I think, isn't it? At Newcastle, he's 5.5. That are attacking. Yeah. yeah, everyone wants to get that bargain, don't they? When, yeah. when you mess about with your team at the beginning. But hopefully, Neil, that's helped answer the conundrum a little bit. But it's like every season, you, you know, you, you pick your team, and not everyone starts. But yeah, who knows what happens in game week two? So you can't. I don't know. I think you've got to just go with your gut a little bit, haven't you? And also, pre-season is a little bit of a shot window. You can look at pre-season and go, oh, look, they're starting them. But sometimes it's just to get, potentially sell a player or potentially just to get their fitness up and to start them a few weeks in. It's, it's such a, you know, they often rest the key players. It's it's so, it's so misleading pre-season. Yeah, it's a, it's a massive red herring sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and do we have any other correspondence? Uh, yes, yeah. We had something sent in by at Willsey. Um, which was a tweet um, from a guy called Richard Jolly um, saying that if James Milner plays against Leeds on Saturday, he will have played in each of Leeds' last 31 Premier League games. There you go. Well, what's the gap on that? That's got to be, what is it? Are they like 18 years or something? 16 years out the league. Cool. Yeah, because he came through He came through at Leeds, didn't he? I think he became the Premier League's youngest player when he made his debut. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's quite an interesting fact, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And he's he's been playing pre-season. Not that it means anything, but he has. Yeah, well, he's, yeah, he's never going to be an FPL guy, is he? No, no. no nah. And then the only, only other thing I had in was from uh, MC Studio, who asked us what we'd be planning to do with our squads with COVID in mind. I think I saw Laporte and Mares tested positive the other yeah. day. Yeah. Which, I don't know, I, I, I saw it, so I had a bit more time to think about it, but I think it just means you've really got to have strong bench options. You can't really just line it up with non-playing players. And also, I think we, I think I know I do this, I think you do the same. I think just making those decisions on Friday night as opposed to Monday. So a lot of, play, a lot of FPL players will kind of go, oh, I'm going to make my changes Monday, Tuesday, before the price rises or drops. Yeah, I think so much can happen in that period now with this sort of testing and, and people going down with COVID. It's, yeah. It makes sense to wait. Early, early wild cards with that game week one being blank for so many big teams, isn't there? Yes, definitely. But yeah, I think I think you're right. I think you bang on on that. But it's exciting. I do love the tinkering as much as I curse myself every season because someone scores that I had in my team up until the eleventh hour, and then I got rid of. But yeah, the bench is going to be important this season. I mean, that's definitely true. 
You know, I'd love to see. I'd love to see a little add-on for FPL that could uh, tell you or monitor how many times you change your team in the space of, a, or actually yeah. even during this, um, like this period from setting your first team, the amount of changes. I'd love to know that without having to go back and look at it. And actually, whilst we're on the subject of setting teams, we should give out the code. Join the Fantasy Football Hangover FPL League using the code Q4LH9M. That's Q4LH9M. Yummy, yummy football. So if you want to join our league, which is a public league, and we have, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll mention it each week, um, who's doing well, who's not doing so well. And uh, our friend Joppa, oh, oh. FPL take the hit, won last season at the public league. So his prize is he actually gets put into the all-star league thinking the likes of Jack Whitehall Kelly Summers uh, Woody Bastille a few others we've had a few new additions haven't we which we'll get into more next week but um, yeah so if you want to give it a go if you win it you can get to rub elbows with celebrity FBL players next season as well so please join and uh, see how you get on yeah do sign up so should we have a talk about game week one then Rob how's your team looking yeah, well, we should, um, before we properly dig into it, we should mention the children, shouldn't we? Oh, yeah. those guys. So oh, for loyal, loyal listeners, you'll know that for the last two seasons, we've had toddler captain tips where every week a different parent poses the question of captain versus vice captain, who should I choose? And for two consecutive seasons now, the toddlers have chosen correctly. We've absolutely destroyed the adults. So we're going to, I mean, I guess... We should give them one more chance. Maybe the adults can claw something back. What do you think, Rich? Yeah, I think, and I guess if the toddlers win again, it's absolutely conclusive proof that um, we should get yeah. more from playing FPL. So if anyone listening wants to ha- get you know, someone in their family kind of under the age of 10 to help them choose their captain, please drop us a line and we can get it sorted. It's just a quick, quick chat with them. Um, we can suggest best ways to deliver that because it's good to have everyone involved in that and it's always slightly entertaining particularly um, when recorded from the bath as a few did last <laughs> season <laughs> but um, yeah we'll look at, we'll get back into that properly next week and uh, we can we can look at our own teams for this week so yeah I, I, I don't know how are you feeling are you set do you feel like no. you're not set. I made a change about an hour before we recorded today, which was okay. shipping out Mitrovic and bringing in Callum oh. Wilson. Ah, uh, is that like for like? Is that six million for six million? Uh, it's six for it's six to six point five. So Callum Wilson is six point five. But Newcastle's opening fixtures are really nice. They're up against West Ham, who he loves playing, home to Brighton, away at Spurs, home to Burnley. And then, you know, the first proper test is home to Man United. So I feel like he could hit the ground running. So, yeah. whereas Mitro's got, he's got a home game at Arsenal, uh, yeah, home game to Arsenal first, which I hope he wouldn't score in. And then, yeah, I just thought, let's let's stick it with fixture proof. Yeah, it's a good shout, especially that West Ham stat. Um, but, you're, okay, here's one for you. How... Uh-huh. Who do you think? I reckon you'll get the defender. Um, this is interesting. The most owned goalkeeper is at the moment. Oh, I think I know this because I've seen lots of people saying this. Like, is it? Um, it is it Ryan from Brighton? He's second, actually. He's a uh, very close second. 
the most owned goalkeeper doesn't play in game week one. It's it's Nick Pope at Burnley. Oh really? Oh that's interesting. Yeah, that's a five point five million. So that a lot of people wanted him for the season. And that, that run of fixtures is pretty good though after the blank. I guess it kind of makes sense. Leicester away, Southampton home, Newcastle away, West Brom. You know, so they've got some quite, you know, some hopefully some clean sheets. Are you uh, your keepers, Rob? Are you a set and forget kind of guard? Do you like to have a rotation on yours? I uh, I always do rotation and kick myself for it because I often choose the wrong one. But I've gone for two four point five. I've gone for Martinez at Arsenal. I know, I know he might get dropped at some point when Leno's back. But uh, and McCarthy at Southampton, both four point five and. You know, pr- pretty good shot stoppers if they don't get a clean sheet. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm the same on two four point fives at the moment. I've got McCarthy and Ryan. Um, yeah, yeah, Ryan seems like a big choice. The most owned defender. Can you guess who that is? Got to be Trent. Is it? Yeah. How high is he? Because I can't imagine why you wouldn't put him in your side. Fifty three point nine percent. Okay, then. that's huge, isn't it? Yeah. And then the most owned midfielder, the player you mentioned earlier. Uh, Mo Salah? Aubameyang. Aubameyang. Yeah, 43.1. And then the most owned striker is is Werner at Chelsea at 47.2. See, that's been been spooking me a bit because I haven't really been tempted to put him in because I've got, at the moment, I've got Ings and Jimenez who are both pretty proven. Ings' form has kept up and Jimenez is just always going to score goals. Yeah. And Werner, I mean, he looks like a very good player, I'm sure, but I, I do wonder if he will just take that little acclimatisation period. Yeah, they often do, don't they? But yeah, I've, I've taken a punt on him. Have you? Um, I feel like I'm going to miss out by not having him and I'm, I'm nervous and whether I need to upgrade one of Jimenez or Ings to him, it'd probably be Jimenez, but I don't really ever want to have an FPL team without Jimenez in. You know what, if you don't, they, they, Chelsea have got Brighton game week one, then they've got Liverpool, right? So, but game week three, they've got a really nice run of West Brom, Palace and Southampton. So, you, you know, game week three might not be a bad time to get him if he is on fire. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair shout. But then, you know, who knows? I, I keep, I don't know about you, but in my head, I keep, I don't, the return of the Premier League, I just, I haven't quite got my head around that it's still going to be no crowds. I don't know why. <laughs> Because it obviously is going to be no crowds, and because that was a um, who was it? Was it Chelsea? Was it Chelsea Liverpool? One of the last games of the season that was just a massive golf fest, five three or something ridiculous. I remember. It might the, the game where Chelsea, yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was the game where um, Liverpool presented the trophy and, and Lampard lost his call on the touchline. You remember that? Oh, yes, yeah, 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 of course. And it was, yeah, it was a there was a few goals scored then. I'm sure it was that game, wasn't it? So. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. Um, have you got any Newcastle players in? Are you tempted at all? Yeah, just sent Maxim at the moment. I, I had him the end. Sent Maxim into I had him at the end of last season, and five point five, and just the four he hit at the end, and that that runs pretty good. So, um, yeah, I'm sticking with him. Yeah. West, West Ham, Brighton, Tottenham, Burnley, first few games. Um, my midfield, I'm slightly. I've I've got Fernandez on the bench. Because I don't want to tinker too much at the beginning, and I've still and I've still got Saka as well, so I'm slightly unsure about that. Because I could have, I might not have eleven players for game week one if someone like Saka doesn't play. But yeah, that's I'm yeah I don't know. I've tinkered too much. I was so happy with my team before I found out Man United and Man City weren't playing. 
<laughs> I know, so that is a body blow, isn't it? Because the change yeah. needed. Yeah. But um, I've got a bit of a dilemma over Leicester because I wanted, I, I kind of, I wanted to have Madison in my team, but he's not fit for the start of the season because they're away at West Brom, home to Burnley, and then they've got City, but after that it's West Ham and Villa. So it's a really nice run of fixtures. So the moment yeah. I've got Harvey Barnes in, but he's he's let me down before in FPL and that shouldn't be a reason not to choose him. And he is a good right. player. But he's not like nailed on starter and you can't say, oh, he's definitely going to return each week. So I have a bit of a question mark over him. And it's, it sort of made me think, oh, am I silly not to just get Vardy in? I mean, yeah. that, those games in like for someone who is not someone who needs to ease himself into a season. Yeah. The scouts just done a, a big piece on him, aren't they? Oh, have they? He's got a great record at West Brom, apparently. Um, and he's got a, a, a massive high tally against bottom half sides last season. So, yeah. I, but now I'm starting to think, am I overlooking a Bamiyang? You know, I haven't got a Bamiyang. It's like, just because of what happened last season. But those runner fixtures, also him against Fulham, you imagine he's going to get a couple of goals, don't you? Well, he's, he's in form as well. I mean, he, he got two, two against Villa and a behind closed doors. Um, Friendly, and he scored against Liverpool in the Community Shield. Really nice goal. Two goals against City in the FA Cup semi-final, and then yeah. Salah slowly. He has done in the past, and he has cut off his superpower hair. So, who knows? <laughs> Actually, talking of superpowers and um, key players, we uh, need to. Have, we are, we're going to have a chat about our predictions, aren't we? That's a really good point. That's well, Rob. So this is something um, a little challenge will set us because. We thought it'd be good, episode one, to talk about who we think is going to win the league, which three clubs we think are going to be relegated, and which two or, or clubs are going to win the domestic cup. So the FA Cup and the Milk Cup. Yeah. So, uh, Will has sent in his as well. Um, but yeah, did you, did you have predictions on those, Rob? Yeah, I've controversially gone for league winners as Man City. Um, I've, my, I'm, I don't know. I've got a feeling that Liverpool might have a. They were very lucky with injuries last season. It was only really Henderson who was out for any sort of spell of time that made a slight bit of difference. But I've got a feeling they might get a couple of knocks and it could affect them. Um, so I'm going for Man City to win, and relegated. I'm going for Villa, Palace, and West Brom. West Brom mainly because of their kit. Um, they, they should be relegated. Palace just because. I've, I, I just think the squad's getting too old. The defence is constantly injured and there still isn't a goal scorer there. And Villa, I just think, was so lucky to get away with it last season. I'm not sure they've done enough to, to change things to stay up this season. And then Cup, I've gone um, Man United, FA Cup and Chelsea for the Milk Cup. So we'll have to, what about you? What are you thinking? I'm just looking mine up now to scribble them down. So I went for Liverpool to win the league. Um, and yeah I just I think they've got the strongest squad I agree that they are a little bit more vulnerable than City I sort of debated quite a lot between those two which one but I feel like Liverpool the clock factor we'll just see them through and relegated I went Fulham Villa West Brom was that the same as you? Uh, I had Palace Villa West Brom yeah I thought yeah it could be tough on Palace they have signed easy easy Yeah, he looks good. Yeah, easy E for public enemy. Yeah. Um, yeah, he looks decent. But I just think, it just worries. When I look at West Brom and Watford from 
West Brom from a few seasons ago, Watford last season, and Stoke a few seasons ago. I just think Palace have fallen into that trap. Everyone thinks they're all right because they've got a few players they recognise, but yeah, just they've got enough. And I, and it's Roy's last season. I just got a feeling it. It could be a bad one season too many. And for the cups, I uh, went Arsenal for the FA Cup because we always win it, and then Leicester City for the Milk Cup. Oh, nice. They got a good squad. I feel like they're, they're due to win something. Oh, that's always bloody City or it might be Spurs, won't it, on the League Cup? But yeah. Let's I, think it's, I think it's going to be really interesting at the top because if those Chelsea players bed in quickly, and Man City will be so determined, and I've got a feeling Liverpool might have a bit of a hiccup. And I, I think it's going to be really interesting. And, and Man United, you know, they ended the season really well. If they manage to sign a Sancho or a couple of big players, they, they could be up there as well. Well, yeah, to be honest, uh, Donny van der Beek um, is a great player. I think he's a brilliant, brilliant signing. I don't know how he's, how he's going to fit in with Fernandes, but he was superb for that Ajax team that went to the Champions right. League semi. He was, yeah. just looks like, yeah, a midfielder could do absolutely everything. It could easily be one of those guys who bangs in 20 goals from midfield. His timing of his runs is incredible. Okay. Um, so yeah, they could they could be uh, a force as well. Yeah, it's it's very hard to predict this year. We should yeah. go through Will's predictions though. Yeah, what did Will say? So Will went for Liverpool for the title as well, and then relegation he went with West Ham, Palace, and West Brom. Ah, and he's back in Chelsea for a cup double. Is he? Yeah. Okay. League and FA Cup. Which I think is, it speaks into what you were saying as well. If the Chelsea players gel, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with and a, a, a really good cup run. Is Yeah. I mean, they went to the FA Cup final last year, didn't they? Yeah, and their squad's already strong. You know, they've got Loftus-Cheek back from injury. He's a great player when he's fit. Uh, Hudson-Odoi is a decent player to have when he's fit as well. You know, it's yeah, I think they're... I think they're going to be interesting. Yeah, I think Chilwell was a brilliant signing as well. I'm a big, yeah, big fan yeah. And ZH yeah. player for Ajax. they just got lots of options now. In fact, it makes their midfield hard to pick because you'd Pulisic, you would think, uh, when, he's, when he's fit again, would just be absolutely nailed. But with ZH yeah. and Havertz coming in, there's real competition for those attacking places. Yeah, yeah it could be a bit of a pep roulette thing, couldn't it? It could well be, yeah, absolutely. Get in touch with us if you want your kids to help out pick a captain one week. And we will be back soon with Will. We'll be back with more um, revealing who else is in our celebrity league. And I think we're kind of done, aren't we, for game week one, other than tinkering with our teams? Yeah, I think we definitely are. I mean, you've given me a lot more doubts than certainties. I feel <laughs> less, less sure about my team now. It, I think you, you sort of touched on earlier, the real, it's so easy to overthink it. And actually, maybe it's better just to go, right, I'm sticking with that, I'm happy with it, and not look at it, look at it again until after the deadline on Saturday. Yeah, I'm just overthinking game week two, that's my problem as well. Yeah. But yeah. We're but it is exciting. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm loving it being back, even though it hasn't been away that long. But and please get in touch if you've got any favourite kits or any, any, any that you agree or disagree with us on. Um, any photos of you in any new kits as well, please send. Yeah, love to see those. So also, yeah. please say thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll be back again next week. Yes. Cheers, Rich. Cheers, Rob. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Um...
rate and review my daddy's podcast so he doesn't get cross.